Hey, I'm Susanna Lanier, actor and acting coach for over 25 years. I'm Jess Greenberg, casting director for over 10 years. We're here to help you navigate this crazy, creative, and sometimes chaotic journey into the film and television world. We share our insights as to what works. And invite some pretty spectacular guests to share more ideas to move you on your journey. So without further ado, let's get into the show. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with one of Montreal's most sought after talent agents, Mark Elias from House of Mark. Welcome, Mark. Hello. Hello, ladies. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Thank you. I'm I'm very well. Thank you. That that intro is very flattering. I appreciate it. (laughs) All true, but awesome. (laughs) Yes. So Mark, we generally like to start with a bit of like an origin story and how you got started as being an agent. So being an agent, um, it's kind of a convoluted story. I'll try to make this, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version here. I was a student at George Brown uh, in Toronto uh, in their theater program for two out of three years. I left after two years. I was working for Mervish at the time and I just needed a change of pace. I, I needed to move out of Toronto, change of scenery. So I decided to pick up and move to Montreal. And literally the night before I left, uh, I had no job lined up I had an apartment and I figured I'll just figure it out when I get there and uh, the night before I left a a girl that I had gone to theater school with who lives in Montreal uh, she called me up and asked me have you ever thought of working for an agency because Heidi Hopkins was leaving Glenn Talent and they were going to need a new assistant so I applied and just kind of on a whim and uh, ended up getting an email from Susan saying come on come on board so it was really circumstantial. I'd never really thought of working for an agency. It was not an ambition of mine whatsoever. Um, but I had worked in many different aspects of the industry before I started acting when I was just a kid. Um, so I kind of worked my way through different venues of the industry and mm-hmm. kind of found myself in an agent's office, but realized very quickly that all of the other things that I had done in the past had kind of not only led me to where I was, but also really helped me in what I was doing. Uh, so I kind of quickly picked up what the job was and went from there. But it was never, uh, I don't think anybody wakes up and is like, I'm going to be an agent today. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that's what we actually talked to Jess on the first episode about how she got in casting. And she was kind of similar story, right? She said, I want to get into entertainment industry, but she wasn't sure what area. And then casting found her. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, you know, and so now she's our casting agency. <laughs> so has your background in acting helped you as an agent? How has it informed you as an agent? Well, I think my whole brand is empathy and compassion. And I think that that really ties into my former career as an actor. Uh, I understand what it is that I'm, when, when I give my actors something to do, I understand what the process is that they're going through in order to give it back to me. So I think uh, it's something that I think lacks in a lot of the agent actor relationship is the is the understanding of the process because a lot of agents don't come to this world by being having been an actor before. Uh, so to just launch a self tape at somebody without understanding what that process really involves can kind of cause a disconnect. Um, so I think absolutely it helps me uh, just solely in the sense that I understand. I've been there, I've, I've done this before, so I know what it is that the actors are putting in, what efforts have to go in in order to get where they want to be. 
Right. That's kind of what the other question that I wanted to ask you is that I did notice on your website, you had said in your bio that your goal was to be an agent I could never find for myself as an actor. And so that is the empathy uh, side of it. And what were you frustrated? Is it, was it the empathy or when you were acting and looking for agents or had an agent, what was, what was making you frustrated about the agencies? You know, it's a tricky question because I think that an agent actor relationship is individual to each agent and each actor. Um, For me, I really needed somebody that was going to hold my hand through the process and help me be, you know, be my business partner, help me figure this out. I was a very young kid at the time that I was uh, represented by anyone. And I didn't feel like I had that guidance that I needed in order to fully understand what the process was. As a kid actor, I had had you know, I, I wasn't negotiating for myself. It was my mom that was doing it or whatever, you know? So um, when you become of age and you get thrown into the real world of acting, there's no safety net and nobody really has the time to sit you down and explain to you what each, pro- what step, each step of the process really looks like. So you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. But I always thought that there is room for an agent to step in and just be at least, you know, I don't want to solve everybody's problems. I'm not your, I always say to my actors, I'm not your mom. I'm not your psychologist. I'll be, you know, as much of these things as I can be to a certain degree. But at the same time, we have to do this together. We have to be in this together. And that was something that I always felt lacked in my relationships with any agent that I ever worked with. There there was no two-way street. It was like, you have to produce, you have to book the work in order for us to get paid. And my thought was, well, like, can't you help me do that? You know? <laughs> right. Like it's, it takes a while. It's also a little bit of understanding that sometimes it takes a while, right. To get used to, it can be more comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it goes even deeper than that though. I mean, I, I think for me, it's about the relationships that I have with my actors are so important because I, I get a lot out of the, out of the conversations that I have with them, very casual conversations that I have with my actors, but in those casual conversations, I take pieces of information that they don't even realize that they're giving to me and I um, strengthen our relationship through it, be it a, a family emergency or what, whatever the case is, you know, there's little tidbits of information that come out uh, through having these conversations that helps us get to our, our end goal. But I feel like I can only do this by knowing my actors as well as I do and being as involved with them as I am. So it's my personal style. Not every agent is like that. Not every actor wants that. Um, right. so that's, that's what I seek out in, in these relationships. Amazing. Can you tell us a bit more about like what your job entails? <laughs> like where, you know, where does it start? And, and I know that's a gray zone a little bit for people, you know, for people looking for an agent that don't really know you know, or some people approach me thinking that like I represent actors and that, you know, like one time I almost didn't get paid because they're like, oh, we found someone else. I'm like, no, no, no. I get paid <laughs> to look for people. I don't get paid based off who you book from me, you know? So maybe if you could just talk a little bit about. Um, well, again, it know? is, it is really individual to each actor. So I kind of, um, as I grow to know the actors that I represent, I realize that my, that their needs are different. Their needs of me are different in every way. Um, so I kind of try to implement whatever it is that I feel that they're looking for in this relationship with each individual. Um, but like overall, like a, an overarching kind of day for me is to, you know, do suggestions, uh, book auditions, negotiate contracts, 
just establish contact with people, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Uh, it's a lot of chasing. My job is a lot of chasing. It's a lot of stuff that people don't want to do. You know, it's a lot of the other, the, the loose ends that people don't either think of or they don't want to do themselves. And I don't always want to do it myself either, but that's where that relationship comes into play where I can, I can go to the actor that I'm close with and say, hey, can you book this uh, you know, co costume fitting or whatever so that I don't have to or whatever. Uh, so it, it is really, no day looks the same. There's never any two days that are the same. And it, it is really individualistic to each actor that I represent. So each conversation is different. Each, uh, I mean, every phone call is a, is a different challenge. But the, I think, you know, the, the, the tight way to define an agent's job is you're a problem solver. You're, uh, right. you're, you're uh, um, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, you're a mom, you know, like people want and need to just talk it out sometimes. And nothing can come of that. You know, it can, the conversation can end with them being in the exact same place that they were when they called you. But they've at least expressed what it is that they needed to express. Uh, I've learned over the years to not take anything personally, and it goes back to, this is a business relationship, we're in this together, what sucks for you really sucks for me too, I don't get paid until you get paid, this is my livelihood as well. So I think keeping all of these things in mind for, for both myself and the actors creates more of a healthy relationship for, for all of us going forward. We all realize that we're, we're in the same cart, you know, we're, we're, we're eggs in the same basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to ask then, what does your ideal client look like? Like, is it different or, yeah, what does that relationship look like to you? There is no such thing as an ideal client to me. It, it really <laughs> they don't depends. exist. They don't yeah. exist. They really don't. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, the ideal client is somebody that is, is hungry for the work, that, that is willing to put the effort in, that doesn't make me have to follow up with them every five seconds to make sure that they're doing their part of their end of the bargain. Um, there are obvious things here, things that seem obvious that aren't always necessarily obvious, uh, following up on deadlines and things like that. But in terms of like an ideal client, it's really tricky to peg down. I mean, I want people that have um, a bit of ambition in all different aspects of this industry, be it uh, on camera, voice, video games, whatever. Because I think being, especially in the, the community of Montreal, the more diverse you are, uh, the better off you'll be in the end. If you're just kind of focusing on one part of the industry, it's going to be very limited. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want people that, that kind of have, you know, that wear many hats and that are comfortable with that. But I'm also uh, ultimately a good client for me is somebody that wants to communicate with me and that I want to communicate with in return. Uh, somebody that I can form a relationship with so that we can figure out how to do this together. Because again, it's really individualistic to each person that I work with. What, what tricks I use for one person doesn't necessarily work for the next person. So it, it has to be, you have to boil it down a little bit to figure out what's going to work for you. Like based on their individual goals, right? Because not everyone has the same goal in the industry. Their goals, or... their strengths as well, because your strengths are not always equal to your goals. Yeah. Uh, and they need to be a realistic voice in that sense, you know? And that, again, it comes back to the relationship. If I feel like somebody is is veering off in a direction where they're, they shouldn't or that I know is not going to help them in the long term. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to feel comfortable enough with that person in order to tell them that. So it, for me, it's relationships, relationships, relationships. It's all about building that trust and that understanding with each other. Um, you know, I am one person. I, my opinions are only my own. Uh, take them as you will. 
but just having that connection with an actor will at least guide you toward a an open conversation. And that is a big plus in the right direction. It's a big, it's just so important to be able to talk to your actors and for your actors to want to talk to you and not be scared, you know, to, I don't, I, I, I've never understood this whole thing of actors being scared to talk to their agents. It makes no sense to me. It seems so counterproductive to what it is that we're trying to do. And I understand that I think a lot of actors feel like they're bothering their agents and you might be, you know, you might be calling at a really bad time. It's not a, per as much as I don't take your shit personally, I don't take, uh, you shouldn't take my shit personally either, you know? But that's awesome. And I mean, that's what I, I, I do try to, when I, when I talk to, you know, the students in class and stuff, I'm like, think of it really as a relationship. So I love that you're saying that because somehow some acting coaches have said like, don't, you don't, don't be scared of your agent. They work for you, you pay them. And I'm like, it's not that's not true it's you're working together with a joint goal and it's true they don't get paid until you get paid but you're not cutting them a check you know it's a it's not that's not the relationship it really is a relationship and it, and it is I mean listen when I started out I was scared exactly that I didn't want to bother them and who am I and I don't work that much and all that but there's certain things that you do need to talk to your agent about and so I don't know this is how I often tell the students I said it's about it's really that balance between patience and persistence you stay persistent on your goal but also be patient that it's not on your timeline and you do have to be respectful of other people's time also so but it really you do need both because if you just don't care you're finished, you know, like if you don't care, Absolutely. then people don't care. But if mm -hmm. you, if you're like super intense, you drive people away too. So it's, it's finding that balance. Such a good point because I, you know, as much as I want to talk to my actors, they all have to realize that one actor is not what I'm living off of. So I have, you know, like right now I'm working with upwards of around 50 people, give or take. Yeah. Wow. They're not all, you know, get banging on my door every day. Like there's a lot of them that are just, you know, long-term investment sort of thing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's as important as much as I want to talk to you. It's also important that you realize that I need time to process all of these things as well. And it's a problem with the industry in general. I feel I've worked in, in Montreal for about 10 years now. And I've realized that within that time frame, the industry has changed significantly. We, we don't have time to think about anything anymore. We're just told a breakdown will go out. You have an hour to do suggestions. We're going to shoot auditions at you. The auditions are due in a, a day. There's no time for anything. You can't think. <laughs> Jess is hiding her face. It's you're, you're, you're not the the, the biggest culprit. And I, you know, and I understand on the casting side as well that it's not you're you're not in charge of this either. A lot of the time, no. you have a deadline just like everybody else. So if we can all, the quicker that we all realize that we're all working toward a, an end goal that is very common, even if it's not the same uh, venue, the happier and the easier this will be the happier everyone will be the easier the easier this will be for everyone yeah and so what is your favorite thing about being an agent uh my favorite part about being an agent i i don't mean to harp on this point but it's all about the relationships for me i really feel like the relationships that i build with the actors over time uh is the most gratifying part of this job uh we are uh you know i've been working with some people since the you know the beginning of their career uh or, or shortly thereafter and I've seen the growth in them. And it's it's so gratifying to see uh, 
to see that happen in front of me and to, and to know that I'm a small part of that. You know, I'm a very small part of this equation, but at the end of the day, I don't think that they would be where they are without me and I wouldn't be where I am without them. So uh, these relationships mean everything to me. Yeah, well, that's awesome. And, and I, I do want to say that I don't think you're a small part of it. I, I think you're a very big part of it because having that support, that guidance, the ability to say yes and no, if it doesn't uh, align with their career visions and, and what you guys have cre are creating together, it does take strength to do that. So I, I think you're actually a very, very big part of it. And I think that's, uh, that's wonderful. And um, yeah, and I, and I agree. I think the relationships are, you know, a huge, huge part. And I think the way your perspective on those relationships, and it really does feel like it's, uh, it's business, but built from, from trust and caring and empathy and really wanting to create, create something cool and fun together as yeah. opposed to just uh let's see how big we can go cha-ching 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 you know I mean, it's like you know, honestly sometimes it is that as well though you know uh, very honestly a lot of the time or well not a lot of the time but sometimes it is just about money how can we make the most money together in the least with the least amount of work you know and mm -hmm. having, yeah that's cool right? <laughs> i'm not down for that yeah. having a relationship where you can talk to your clients about what their goals are and to be able to put that into motion in order to get to that end result is so gratifying it's not it doesn't always work out you know sometimes you don't get the job a lot of the time you don't get the job but being in there together your successes are my successes and vice versa uh, same when it comes to rejection as well your rejection is my rejection as well we both process it in different ways, be it a victory or a, a defeat, but uh, being doing it together makes it easier and it creates a conversation about how to move forward from this moment. Mm -hmm. There's always something to learn from every, every booking, every rejection, every callback, whatever the case is. Process it, move on to the next thing. Cool. Yeah. So how how do you build your roster? I feel like maybe you're not looking to build it right now or I'm wrong, but um, how do you build it or what was your vision? And also a follow-up to that is how do you decide when it's time to part ways with an actor? Um, building a roster, how I started was I was kind of doing a side roster under Glenn Talent. So while I was still Susan's assistant, she had allowed me to start taking on clients under her direction. Uh, and, and, you know, full disclosure, I owe everything that I know to Susan Glenn. I wouldn't be here without that woman. Bless her. She gave me everything that I have today. She kind of guided me in a direction, uh, you know, told me that you have to work with people that you connect with. That's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So the people that I sought out originally were people that I had either worked with as an actor myself previously or had followed their careers, uh, you know, checking up on them every now and then to see what they're, what they're doing. Um, I went to a lot of theater back in the day. A lot of it is word of mouth as well. Somebody suggests someone and I meet them and we click. Chances are if I click with, if I'm, you know, in a, we'll call it in a relationship with an actor that suggests someone to me, chances are I'm also going to get along with that person. So mm -hmm. uh, it's not always, you know, I, I obviously weigh, you know, what is this person going to bring to the table? And it's not always about what I can bring to your table. 
What can you bring to my table as well? What connections do you have? What um, people can you connect me with? Um, and vice versa. But yeah, a lot of it, uh, some of it is word of mouth. Uh, some of it is family connections. I've got a lot of, I, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of known for exclusively only working with kids of parents that I also represent. <laughs> right. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. People know what they're getting themselves into. Family member, you know, uh, additional family members, be it uh, cousins or daughters or uncles or whatever, you know, there's always someone that's kind of, um, I don't want to say ratting at my door, but uh, <laughs> knocking at my door to, right. to see if I'd be interested. There's no real, I think, again, it's, it's an individualistic thing for each agent. I don't think yeah. that there's any one way to build a roster. I think for me, I just see something in someone, see some kind of ambition in someone, or uh, it's a vibe that I get from them that we, we click enough that I feel like, yeah, I can move forward with this person. We can make something happen with this. Yeah. But it's different. It's and and sometimes it catches me by surprise. You know, I'm never looking for anyone. I'm I'm absolutely never looking, <laughs> at, looking for anyone. But something somebody comes along and they're like this wonderful person. I'm not going to say no. Right. We'll figure it out. You know. Yeah. And uh, to your other question, how do I know when it's time to let someone go? The minute that I don't want to call you, the minute that it's like mm. it feels like a chore, uh, I got it, it's got to it's got to it's got to happen. Yeah. For me, I think that it's more about, I'm thinking of your side of the, the coin, the actor side of the coin. I don't feel like I am doing you the service that you deserve. Therefore, you need a fresh set of eyes, someone that's right. going to take this relationship in a different direction. And again, what I offer as an agent does not work for everyone. It's not, it's not a cookie cutter situation where it's going to work for everyone. Yeah, that's great. And, and it's, it's hard to stay motivated and wanting to work for somebody if they seem to be like, meh, you know, not that interested in updating their material and trying to network and trying to put the best self tapes forward and have a, um, that spark. If they no longer have a spark for it also, they're sort of waiting around to see, well, you know, I'll stay open just in case, but without that, it's, it's not very exciting for you either. I, I would assume to, to really right. want to get in there and make those extra phone calls for the person and stuff. This is a big waiting game. A lot of the time you are just kind of waiting around for someone to call, but it shouldn't always actively be like that. If you have ambition, then make something happen for yourself. It's not always like, I'm not the wizard of Oz, you know, I'm not going to be your magical creator. That's going to make your career happen. We're going to, we can do this together, but you can also push yourself forward. And that's done in many ways, keeping your stuff updated, make sure that you're not using a headshot from 1993, right. like, you know, give me the tools in order to be able to use, uh, to push you forward in a more progressive uh, and, and modern way, as opposed to, well, you know, I know that the demo is the same that you heard 16 years ago, but like, he's, you know, they're still good and I can talk until I'm blue in the face. They <laughs> yeah. need to see the result. It's why casting will ask you to do 17 tapes for the same project. They need to see that material. They need to see it coming out of your mouth. Otherwise, there's no way that they can cast you in that role. So like you gotta you gotta stay updated. You gotta stay on the ball. You gotta stay focused. And I can't do that for you. I can be there with you, but I can't do that for you. I can't book the job for you. And I'm not a producer. No, I'm not a producer. I can't make the work up. I seek it out. I build the connections. What you do with those auditions is completely up to you. 
And you generally review tapes before they they're submitted, right? Yeah. Like you're pretty involved in that process. This has been the biggest change since everything shut down is the fact that I now get to see every audition that an actor or almost every audition that an actor submits. Uh, I review every tape, every take, every slate, everything. Uh, because wow. I, it's my name on there as well. I mean, my agency is named after me. I don't want some product going out there that is not up to my standards. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm very open, I'm very honest. And again, it goes back to the relationships I feel like I can reach out to the client and say, this isn't cutting it. You're not going to book this off of this, this job that you did last night within an hour that I can tell that you did that, you know? Mm -hmm. So step it up, do better. If you want to work, you got to step it up. And again, being close with someone enables me to have that conversation without it being a big dramatic, oh, he doesn't like me and oh, blah, blah, blah. that's very counterproductive to what we're doing as well. You know, we're, we're in this together. No, it's almost like the more feedback you give, the more you actually like them. <laughs> it's like you yeah. want to help them. It's like you know them. And I guess that's a good positive thing to come out of self-tapes is you could really, you know, when they went into the room, actors came into the room, you had no idea how they'd perform. So you would almost have to have more conversations with casting of, you know, this person isn't booking so much, like what happened in the room or whatever. But I now you then, sort of you know see... I mean, I can, I have such great relationships with most casting directors in the city, but yeah. no casting director is going to sit me down and tell me, like, we're not going to sit down with hot cocoa and braid each other's hair and talk about an actor and their career. You know, like it's very rare that I can get constructive, uh, detailed feedback from a casting director because they're just doing their job as well. They don't have time to turn around and talk to me about all the problems that I've got in my life. So it's, uh, it's about, you know, this industry, as much as we need to be connected, you also need to do your own work on your own yeah. uh, while maintaining those connections. Uh, it's a it's a delicate balance. It's a delicate balance. And it's not something that everybody can find. And that's that leads to, you know, unhappiness and depression and people spir spiraling out of control and calling me all the time to, oh, why am I not looking? Why, why, why? Well, I don't know. Ask you, look in on yourself. Why? Ask yourself why yeah. this is happening to you, you know? I'll guide you through, but I can't solve your problems for you. And neither can the casting director. And the feedback, your feedback is that you're still auditioning and that they're still, you know, you're booking every now calling and then. You in. They're yeah. calling you in. That's a huge, that's huge feedback. If you don't hear from me about ca a casting director, that's feedback in itself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know a lot of actors, they do want to know, uh, like feedback you know they feel somehow and it's true that with the with the the um self-tape world they're like sending it out into the you know world wide web and then it's like goes dark so it is so that that you basically answered the question but i'm just reiterating you watch all the self-tapes and if you have an actor who you feel is constantly submitting really good solid self-tapes but not booking very often then will you ask the casting director look I've you know this person has submitted 10 really great self-tapes and it's still feels like it's going out into the world wide web without any kind of anybody's watching it do you have any feedback like will you do that at that point absolutely yeah it's important to know what's going on in the minds of the casting directors even if you can't get to the bottom of why it's happening uh they can at least put you on a path so that you can correct the next one. So a lot of the time it's, you know, they didn't have the right look or the, they brought their friend in from LA or whatever the case is. Right. But 
It is about reaching out to them. If you're putting out product, good product after good product after good product and nothing is hitting, yeah, it is definitely a part of my job to, to reach out to casting and ask, what's going on? What, what can we do, you know? Uh, but a lot of the time, the feedback is just keep going. They're, they're working in the right direction. It wasn't this one, you know? Somebody else was better or they had a vision going into it and this person fit that vision. Uh, whatever the case is, there's a million and five different reasons why you didn't book the role. Uh, figuring out how to get over that without it becoming this big deal every time is going to make this so much easier for everyone. And I, I understand it is really difficult to do that, but a huge part of this job is rejection. And learning how to deal with that rejection is another huge part of this job. Well, you know what I always say? I say, guys, if you're not getting it, like right now with the self-tape world, it's like 100 people are going out for that role. So you're in great company if you're not getting it. You've got 99 other actors you can commiserate with who all probably did really great work. Yeah. I said at this level now, it's like they're, they're coming out from Toronto and all over the place for these smaller roles. I said, so you're in good company. So just know that. And sometimes it is, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too whatever, you know, Yeah, but, and sometimes it is somebody else came up with a choice that they felt was more interesting, but so what? So you'll get them on the next time, you know, and, and I have, I've had to do it for myself. And I've, I've told the, 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 my students also is just, your goals have to change. It has to be about making an interesting choice, finding truth in the character, like have, make it your mini performance, every self tape. And that can be your, your new goal. So, yeah, I mean, you've got to put your best foot forward every time, but you're not going to book it every time. That's the reality of how this works. And you're absolutely right. There's 99 other people that are auditioning for that one role. So your chances right at the very get go are very slim, but if you book it, that's great. Happiness. You do that role you move on to the next one. Uh, but you can't compare your career to anybody else's either. No two careers are the same, be it Hollywood stars or day players. Everyone approaches this in a different way. So, and which is something that I have to remind my actors a lot of the time too, is people would kill for the, you know, little piddle jobs that you think are little piddle. Those are jobs that people want. And if you don't like them, step aside and somebody else will take over, you know, you, you, you gotta be, not complacent, but you have to be happy with what you're getting as well. And, yeah. and use, you know, chop that up as a success story, use whatever knowledge you got from that to project yourself forward, go on to the next one. There's no magic job that's going to give you a hundred thousand dollars and you're never going to have to work again. A hundred thousand dollars is not going to go very well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> there's no magic job especially in Montreal where you're going to like become a millionaire overnight and you're never going to have to work again it's always and you're going to have good years and then you're going to have a terrible year right after that good year this is how this works and you have the, the, the quicker that you can figure out how to deal with that the better you'll off you'll be yeah do you find that actors more than any other industry are often dissatisfied That's a really good question. I think, <laughs> how do I answer this? Truthfully. <laughs> yes. You know, I, it's funny. A lot of it's, I make a point of following up with every act or almost, you know, every job that an actor on my roster does just to say, how did it go? And, you know, did you have a good time? Blah, blah, blah. And I want to say like, 
more than 50% of the time, what the response I get is, oh, well, we sat around for so long and the costume was uncomfortable and this person, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to know if you had a good time, you know, like, did, <laughs> did you enjoy yourself? Because it doesn't sound like you did. I think that actors sometimes forget what the job entails. You know, it, it, it's, it's a job from the minute that you get the audition through to whenever you have to go to the premiere of whatever it is that you taped six months ago. It's a job and, and it's a process and it's a long, it can be a very long drawn out process sometimes. You got to find that within yourself. If you don't like what you're doing, reevaluate, you know, it's, it, 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 because again, we're in this together. So your feelings are my feelings and my feelings are your feelings and what you're going through translates to me. And I try not, I, again, I try not to take this stuff personally, but I'm kind of like a sponge, you know, I'm, I, I soak up your emotions and I, I eat up your, your problems. How do you protect like your peace and how do you keep a good mindset for your actors? Right. Yeah. Do yeah. Time off is a big absorb deal. Absorb everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. Uh, time off is a big thing for me. Weekends. Uh, I need evenings. Um, and I don't, you know, do a lot. Like I'm, I'm a homebody. I don't go very far. I go to some theater. I go to see some whatever. Uh, but I'm, I just need the time to just disconnect, chill for a second, process the day. Uh, because, you know, from the time I wake up until the time that the emails stop coming in, it's just go, 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 go. Nobody seems to realize, or, or it's hard for people to realize, be it actors, casting directors, coordinators, that your one project is is just that it's it's your one project but i'm working on 75 projects on any given day so you know i have to and that's on me i have to figure out how to uh prioritize my the things in my day but at the end of the day i need time to just process all of this and just like chill for a second yeah it's like running a marathon every day you know i wake up in the morning I go, 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 go. I need to recharge at night to do it all over again the next day. For sure. The other question I wanted to ask you was about to, a lot of uh, Montreal actors also have uh, complaints about that uh, some of, a lot of the smaller roles go off to uh, people in Toronto. And I wanted to, you to know, I wanted to know, I wanted to ask you about that. Do you, do you find that a lot of, smaller parts are going to Toronto do you hear that from your actors and so what's your thoughts on the whole Toronto getting cast in Montreal productions you know I do hear this a lot I think um I think if you watch the products that are being produced here the, the projects that are being produced here it can become clear I, I say this but I don't know every Montreal actor so you know maybe maybe it's flooded with Montreal actors but when I watch a project, I, I know a lot of Toronto actors. I lived there for quite a while. Yes. And I worked with them. And I can be like, Toronto, 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 <laughs> Toronto, 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 LA, Toronto, LA. If you can do that, I feel, and again, you know, maybe casting is better suited to this question because I don't know what the stipulations are on the other end. Are they simply, here because they get good tax credits but nothing else matters or are they here because they truly believe in the talent pool that is here so those are two very very different things mm -hmm. if they don't really care 
about who it is that they're casting, then we're going to see people from all over the place. But if they really truly are here because they think that Montreal is the best place to do their shoot, Three Pines is a great example. Three Pines is going to be flooded with Montreal actors. Amazon specifically came to Montreal to do this project because they truly believed in the local talent pool. And I, fingers crossed, I hope that it will be a success because it will be almost like an audition for the city, for the rest of the world to show them Montreal can hold a series on its shoulder, on its shoulders with just Montreal actors. It's possible. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, obviously, you know, Alfred Molina is in it. Like there are other actors from other places in it, but the majority, the biggest chunk of actors are from our own city where this was shot. And I think it's a great opportunity for the world to see that it's possible to do that here. I think yeah. that we discount ourselves a lot of the time. We are like this little, this little gem of an industry here that it's like we keep it secret. You know, we all know about it. We all know how good everyone is. And instead of like broadcasting that to the world, we just keep it for ourselves and let people come in and, you know, taste a little bit and then they leave and they go do their other projects elsewhere. If we could find a way to kind of show the world that we've got the talent here as well. It doesn't matter where you are. The talent is wherever you are. Mm-hmm. We could be so much happier. I feel like everyone would have more work here. Okay, Mark. So on that note about Montreal being a gem of a city, um, do you feel that an actor can be or have a successful career in Montreal, like as a working actor here? Absolutely, 100%. But that career is not going to look like it does in other places. And I think, being again, going back to being a diversified actor in this city is super important. Not only are you going to have a variety of different kinds of jobs, voice, video game, on camera, TV, film, whatever, narrations, whatever. It's just going to make it more interesting for you in the long run than, you know, I, I mean, I think that there's something to be said for being able to book you know, roll after roll after roll on a TV series and call it a day, you know, a couple of days on set and your, your year is made. But isn't it much more interesting to work on a variety of projects over any given time and to see all of those projects come to fruition in very different ways and to know that you're, you, you've been involved along the way in whatever capacity you have been. I think it's, abs- I work with actors who have great, greatly successful careers in Montreal and they only work in Montreal. But it is different from what their friends in Toronto or their friends in LA are doing, or even New York. It's very different, you know? And again, you cannot compare your own career to anybody else's. It is what you make of it. And that's, that's ultimately, at the end of the day, it's what you make of it. Nobody is going to hand you anything. You have to work for everything that you do. Um, even your agent, I'm not the one that's hiring you, you know? We, we started working together because I believe in you and I believe in your abilities. And I think that we can make money together and we can uh, you know, work on cool projects together. You don't have to impress me. It's everyone else that you have to impress. So put your, your problems or uh, you, you know, put your um, insecurities with me aside and just do the work and you will be successful. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you, Mark. That's a, yeah, that's a a lovely way to end things. So we so appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedule to inform us of uh, what goes on in your office. And we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. This was really fun.
It was. Thank you so much. So for today's takeaways, diversification and skill set will help you maintain your career as an actor in Montreal. Your relationship with your agent is a two-way street and keeping up with your material and training will support your agent in promoting you. And as always, put your best foot forward in everything that you do. Have a great week, Yay. everybody. Thank Yay. you. <laughs> Thank you.